Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Lieber. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, and welcome to 2018 and a new lease on life for Wrong and Wronger. Uh, we're so glad to have you here. At least I am. Uh, half of us are gentlemen, James, but I don't want to speak for you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. I'm, I'm, I, whatever the opposite of a gentleman is, I'll, I'll go ahead and claim that title. I'm not ashamed of it. I know what I am. I am Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, and he is James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, a guy like Katy Perry's fireworks. He explodes. This guy pops, man. We are sitting here going through wrong and wronger and sifting through the mountain of interest people are giving us and all the love on all of the platforms. YouTube, James, has been really going well. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. I think that the, um, you know, the, the promise of posting the penalty videos got people excited. They just like to see other people experience pain. So really, we're not getting better. We're just kind of tapping into the sadistic nature of our, our listeners. So thank you. Thank you all for being messed up. <laughs> and that is the new aspect, in case you missed last week's episode, that... We're going to run a poll and ask the listeners who won the debate, and the loser has to videotape himself doing a punishment that is deemed by the two hosts as being fair ahead of time. So Do we have a I, punishment this week? <laughs> so I don't want to alarm you, but we did not discuss this off camera at all. <laughs> so we're going to have to decide this live. So I would say the the two punishments that come to mind as being the easiest, and neither of these is related to the topic today, but one being you have to shave your legs, which would be hilarious if you had to do that, because we all know I'm going to win this debate. The other one would be that you have to sing the Justin Bieber song of your choice on video and post it. Oh, well, I don't know if you, without some heavy earth-moving equipment, would be able to shave even one of your legs. Is that even (laughs) possible? You know what? I could slash and burn. I just get some gas and some fire. I'd be okay. <laughs> no, hell with that. You need napalm. You know, I actually shaved my legs when I was like 10 or 11 years old. I've had hairy legs since I was a kid. Sh- why? Were you a swimmer or just just weird? No, uh, wait, wait. Why is that binary? There can be other options <laughs> in that multiple no, choice question. There's two options. <laughs> with you, it's always binary. <laughs> Well, I'm not ruling out weird, but I did. My mother had her her leg razor in the tub, and I was taking a bath, and I thought, ah, let's see what this is all about. And I remember shaving a strip up my shin and going, "Uh uh-oh, because I had to do the whole thing once you do the the, the reverse mohawk strip. (laughs) Oh, God, I wish that wasn't a true story and that my mother doesn't listen to this, but that really happened. (laughs) Okay, so what are we doing? Are we doing song or are we doing leg shaving? Uh, let's do the song. I okay, want to hear that... your singing voice, and I think that'll be fun <laughs> for everybody. You will, you will not be hearing my singing voice. This is just going to be Steve Humiliates Himself. That's going to be the new title of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, the title is Wrong and Wronger, and we do debate topics every week that people all have an opinion about, which is what makes the show so universally appealing. And what is the topic going to be today, my friend? Stick shift versus automatic cars. Which is better? Ah, manual versus automatic. And this was suggested by one of the followers on Twitter. And I invite everybody, both James and my listeners, if you have ideas, send them to us. Because we're not that bright. And we're going to run out of ideas <laughs> at some point. Yeah, like like 25 podcasts ago. <laughs> that would be about the yeah. point. 
But yet here we are still talking about nothing. So go us. Well, as we talk about nothing, we're also going to talk about good nothings, whisper sweet nothings into each other's ear for a moment and deliver a compliment to the foe before we engage in mortal combat. I went first last week. I want to hear what's on your mind this week. Yes, and so as part of my resolution to be nicer to you this year, we'll see if it makes it through one compliment. Uh, I would like to say that um, you did a very nice job on your snowman in Nashville, which has no snow. You (laughs) would not let that slow you down, so you raided a construction site, and I guess go ahead and tell us a little bit about the snowman you built. Well, the construction site, now, as it was not necessarily like building houses, it was just where heavy equipment and machinery was stored, like road graders and some of the stuff that uh, the city workers have. And they were running a tree chipper, like a wood chipper that they were throwing <laughs> trees into. They're going to fire it up again in a week because people throw their Christmas trees into there. And uh, they chip up all the Christmas trees and make mulch out of it. And I thought, what could be cooler than a mulch snowman? And so I brought uh, just a little bit of elf elbow grease and a little bit of, well, bacon grease. And I had some of the sweetest smelling bacon pine snowmans that you've ever been around built in the, the, the municipal parking lot. And you ask why why I have a binary question of if you were a swimmer yeah. or weird. There's no there's no other way with you. And you definitely went weird there. That was not swimming related this time. That was uh I, I toss you the weird random story and you you definitely go weird with it. But that's okay, because I'm not in Nashville to see your snowman, so so thank God for that. Yeah, I know you usually don't give me a whole lot of structure to work on when you throw me those weird questions, and so I have to come through and not disappoint, like you tend to. But I'm gonna give you I'm gonna flush this out flesh this out a little more for you. A flush is probably more accurate with this show. But James, I'm gonna stick with the topic of putting things together with weird materials that we talked about starting. Star Trek versus Star Wars last week, and of course, James picked, or didn't pick, the Guam quarter pay pick for him. Star Wars, James once, uh, and he was probably in college when he did this, because getting his nerd on was what they did on Saturday nights. This is really weird. But he fashioned a Death Star out of only Play-Doh, Elmer's glue, and uh, a chunk of Bubblicious. I don't know if it was chewed or unchewed, but I know that was involved in the ingredients. You know, boredom was a big a big problem in rural Indiana where I went to college. There was not a lot to do, so we thought, what better use of our time than to take a crack at this? And uh, we built it, and uh, we blew it up. And it uh, <laughs> not gonna not gonna talk about what we used to blow it up. It may or may not have been illegal, but it was thoroughly destroyed. And the campus police were immediately interested, but we scattered from the scene, much like much like the Rebel Alliance on the run. We were not caught, so the day was saved. Well, the Death Star ended up taking out your whole college. So yeah, it, it is closed. That's a that's a whole new thing. So yeah, that's thanks for thanks for bringing up old wounds. I love that one. <laughs> All right, I am going to flip the Guam quarter of fate, and the reason I do this is it determines which side we argue. This is completely organic and manufactured out of our minds from the ground up. What are the two sides of the coin going to represent for you, James? So heads automatic, tails stick shift. Heads automatic, tails stick shift. The Guam quarter is up. I might or might not have tried to catch it, but that's another story. It landed heads. It landed heads. I get so lucky. I get the winning side every time. I mean, I was going to well, win even with the losing side, but I'm going to win with the winning side this time. Because really, the listeners think. The, the, yeah, we will, because they're going to vote for me. But really, 
this is a non-debate. Like stick shift had a purpose when when sh- when shifting yourself was more efficient, but now we have computers to you do that for us. Like computers have surpassed mankind, and automatics are more efficient than stick shifts at, at shifting the car. You just drive, you don't think about it, your hands are free, and it does all the work for you for fuel savings. Like the only reason to use a stick shift is if you want to feel cool and try to impress people, but the only person impressed is you. But the most important argument, I'm just going to throw out two arguments in a roll here because because there's really one argument that ends everything. If you <laughs> want to eat in your car, you just can't eat with a stick shift. You got two feet going. You got your hand on the shifter. Like, what are you going to hold the burger with? You just, there's there's not enough. You got to hold the steering wheel, yeah. the stick, the clutch, the gas. It's not going to happen. You're going to starve in your car. It's, there's, it's the wrong way to go. So you, you lose, Steve. Just give up. I know. James Breakwell, ladies and gentlemen, he texts in his car, he eats, he puts on makeup. Like, there's a lot going on that he needs to drive with his knees in order to accomplish. Me, I'm a safe driver. I am considerate of the lives of the people around me. And so I love the concept of a stick shift. That uh, at the very basic part of a stick shift is if ever anything goes wrong with the car, you can push start a stick shift car, a manual transmission car. You give it a little push, you pop the clutch, and that thing will turn turn the engine over, you can get it started. The ability to start a stick shift car without a key is actually one, or you got to have the key turned to that. But anyway, <laughs> to start it up without the engine being working is actually pretty cool. You don't need a battery to get the engine started. Also, stick shifts are just fun to drive. Like, you're in control of the vehicle. If you need to downshift to slow down, you can do that. If you want to downshift to speed up, you can do that. If you need a little extra oomph, you can drop that thing into fourth from fifth, or you can drop Drop it into third and give that little extra torque that that lower gear offers you. With the computer, you're a slave to everything that the computer has been pre-programmed to decide for you. True car enthusiasts, and uh, I know I'm talking to one right here with James Bragwell, but true car enthusiasts will choose stick shift every time. Yeah, but okay, you know what I want to do if I want to go faster in an automatic? I push the gas down. If I want to go slower, I let up on the gas. It does it instantly with no other steps. You're making life unnecessarily complicated, which I feel like is a, is a pretty general statement about your life in general. Just making it harder than for the name of fun, things that aren't any better. I mean, there, it, really, there's no advantage to it anymore. Uh, it's overly complicated. It's a pain to teach people to use it. I know, I know several married couples that had to get rid of a stick shift car because one person could drive it and one person couldn't so they had to like they couldn't swap vehicles or do anything like that it adds an unnecessary complication also you notice terrain features that you should not notice like I I learned to drive in a stick shift and I later switched to an automatic and in a stick shift in this neighborhood I've been living in my entire life I suddenly realized there were slight hills all over the place because if you stop on a slight hill on a stick shift it is like a whole ordeal especially if there's somebody parked behind you it's like am I going to engage the clutch and push the gas in time so I don't slide backwards and hit this guy you know what i think when i drive an automatic up there nothing i have no worries i pull up to the top stop sign in the slight hill and i pull out and that's the it that's the end of it you know let me just point out that there's two problems with james breakwell and this is what's leading to his whole argument one he is of the age and ladies and gentlemen who are a little more mature like me Take a look at James and ask yourself, which one of us, me or him, comes from the generation of lazy people? Who doesn't want to do any work to have fun? (laughs) The best things in life are ones that you put a little bit of elbow grease into to come up with the outcome. Like, you stand back. When you mow the grass yourself, you stand on the porch and you survey your kingdom. When you pay someone else to mow the grass, you don't get that same innate sense of satisfaction. And that's what a stick shift does for you. The other 
one is that you've got to have a certain level of coordination to drive a stick shift. When you're on a hill, if you have timing and coordination, James is the least musical person you'll ever meet, <laughs> and that makes him, he would be killing that thing and leaving six pounds of, like, a transmission dust just ground up in a line like cocaine behind him as that car is driving. Me, man, I am as fluid as Jordan out there. I am like the Tiger Woods, the Steph Curry, and I'm saying names that James thinks I'm making up right now, but I am all of those people. I am the Barishnikov of the stick shift, and it is fabulous. It's a thing of beauty to watch. It's uh, it's good that you take pride in such pointless skills, but it doesn't get you anywhere. Like, if you do it wrong, if you mess up, and I'm sure you've ground the clutch before, where you, you failed to engage it just right and you hear that grinding sound. Are you going to tell me you have never in your life heard that grinding sound? Yeah, when my buddy Brad was teaching me how to drive a stick shift in about 1986. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say 1886 or 1986? I would <laughs> yeah, believe well, both. You had with to you. smack the horse in the ass to get it going, but yeah. So yeah, so but I mean, if you do it wrong, like you can cause real damage to your vehicle in a way that you just can't do with an automatic. And also, as far as like the sense of satisfaction, that's an argument you make when there's no point for doing something. Like I do it for tradition. Like there's no other way to justify it. Like we've already got things that do things for us to make life easier. Like, do you wash your dishes by hand for the sense of satisfaction or do you use the dishwasher? Do you do you get, clean your house with a broom or do you use a vacuum or better yet, a robot vacuum? Because those inventions have been made to do to make life easier. Do you do math on a calculator or an abacus? You use technology and where technology has taken us is that you don't have to shift anymore. You don't have to have three extra steps to change gears. You just push the gas and go and it will do it in a way that's more efficient for you. And unless you need your ego stoked to make, make you think that you're in charge of this car rather than a computer, there's no reason to do anything other than automatic. You know, my generation, we put hard work into things. The sweat of our brow is what made this country great. You, your people, you want to sit around picking lint out of your belly button playing video games. That's your idea of a just, good Sunday just afternoon. just want to point out to the older generation the flaws of its ways. I mean, you're going to be in a nursing home soon. I just want to make life easy for you. You're going to be hobbling around on that walker, and you're not going to have the dexterity to push two different pedals with two different feet. So for your sake, I hope you switch to an automatic so they don't take away your keys, which they honestly should probably do right now. <laughs> God knows they've tried. They'll never take me alive, James. But you know, why are high-end sports cars all stick shift? There is it's a be- reason for that. Because there is it a is- reason. What? Yes! Okay. No, please. Enlighten <laughs> your me egos. with your wisdom. Okay, you've got this giant sports car you paid so much money for. It can go 200 miles an hour, but you're only ever going to drive at 35 miles an hour in neighborhoods because you don't want to get pulled over. Maybe you'll go 65 on the interstate if you're feeling, you know, and you're, you're some 50 or 60-year-old executive with a receding hairline. So you need that stick shift to make you feel like you're the one who makes it go vroom, vroom. Like somehow that makes oh you feel God. like a man. But you're really, you're buying masculinity. You're you're buying testosterone. You want to talk about outsourcing things. Like, you don't feel like enough of a man already, so you have to pay somebody else. Give me the biggest car that goes vroom, vroom. But I don't want the make computer to make it go vroom, vroom, or the engineer or whoever else. It's me doing it because I push the final pedal, so somehow I'm responsible. That's what it is. You're, you're paying for delusion. You know, there are plenty of stodgy, sedan-looking cars that are high-end that cost a ton of money that are automatic. But when it comes to a sports car... 
to people who know cars, to people who want to pop the hood and talk about stuff with other people who have names like Chuck and Larry. Like, these are people that want to feel like they're engaged with the automobile. Like, it becomes an extension of you. That's not because we want to buy masculinity or show women that we have large external organs. It's because we want to enjoy the car. If all you do is sit and listen to whatever you listen to, that the new this, Christy this podcast, or seriously, that's why, that's why I'm so miserable all the time. <laughs> you need a little fun in your life, man. 27 kids and one pig later, right? You're driving like a Honda Odyssey minivan and just <laughs> hating your life. Why are you listening to me in your oh, car? You got to ask yourself I'm some of these to basic me. Like I, t- I tune it down for your parts and just tune it back up for me. <laughs> You want to listen to to Metallica. You want to listen to some driving music, that uh, Steppenwolf, when you're in your your Porsche or your Maserati or something that is souped up and making you feel like you're alive, James. Come alive, my friend. I I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to bet that the majority of cars you've driven in your life are automatic and had the had the Guam quarter of fate not so not so cruelly forced you into the the manual camp. Like let me ask your main driver now, your day-to-day driver, stick shift or automatic? My, well, you're you're going to ask the wrong guy this question again. My main driver right now is an automatic, but I have I haven't had a lot of cars in my life. My wife has had about 40 cars in her life and roughly 30 of them have been stick. Really? I have owned about 12 cars in my life and I think 8 of them have been stick. We love stick. Yes. I'm the wrong wow. guy. So the you the quarter really did you a favor in casting you into the wrong side of this. I actually I learned how to drive on a stick and the idea that stick shift goes with powerful cars is totally wrong cuz I learned to drive on my first car a Geo Metro convertible. <laughs> yep. And it was um just a, just a, it was three cylinders. Like I'm not a car guy. I don't understand how cylinders work, but apparently you really shouldn't have an odd number of cylinders. Like there was a four-cylinder souped-up version and that's not what we had. We had the <laughs> the lesser version. Two seats there was a flap to the trunk. You could hide some people back there if you wanted to. If the car went above 50 miles an hour, it shook violently. And that thing was a <laughs> stick shift. And it was pointlessly, it was only a stick shift because it was such a bare bones, cheap car that they didn't want to, didn't want to stick a, you know, the, the computer in it to do it. Even the rudimentary computer that was on it, you know, back when I would have learned to drive in the early 2000s. So, so yeah, it was there, but it's, it's always kind of been the poor man's option. And I think people just to compensate for that, to say, I can't afford an automatic, but, but I don't want an automatic anyway they say you know i'm i because i'm too manly to need that you know it's the sour grapes mentality they couldn't afford it but now now automatics are just as cheap as manuals if not cheaper it, you're saving yourself nothing but then this this mis, this misguided notion is still there because people are still still just offended from a long time ago when they couldn't afford it and that's that's you you know, it tickles me that you stumbled upon one of the only two three-cylinder vehicles to ever be produced commercially. That one in the Subaru Justy. Really? That was an equally is, big tuna can. God is, dang. Is that this, a, this a is a real fact? This is not just you making up things for the show? I'm, no. I'm surprised you know that. <laughs> you I'm know why? Because you know we're not arguing about outer space adventures right now. <laughs> <laughs> we stumbled into uh, your realm. That was an awesome car. I mean, it was like... Uh, I, I will say that it impressed girls, not in that they wanted to get in the car with me. They wanted to own the car without me. Like, it was the perfect starter car for a high school girl. <laughs> I impressed them in all the wrong ways. Oh, we got to get out of here, man. We're running up against 19 minutes. So tell the people how they can find us and what they're going to see happening in the next few days. 
Okay, so um, so there's going to be a penalty video, probably of Steve uh, singing Justin Bieber, for depending on how you vote. So I'm going to post a vote, the, po- the poll on at Exploding Unicorn without the E, to ask you who won the debate. Not which side you're on, not what you believe in your heart of hearts, but who won the debate today, James or Steve. And then based on that, one of us is going to have to sing the penalty, which we're going to post on our YouTube page. If you go to YouTube and search for Wrong and Wronger, it'll post pop right up. Uh, we have all of our podcasts up there, and we post our penalty videos there as well. The penalty video from last week where one of us eats a lemon is on there. I'm not going to spoil it for which one of us no, no. it was, but it was uh, it was hilarious. So uh, <laughs> so you can go to you can follow us on YouTube at Wrong and Wronger. You can follow us on SoundCloud at Wrong and Wronger. You can follow us on iTunes at Wrong and Wronger. And then there's someplace else that I can never remember. What's the other place for Android users, Steve? Pod- Podcast Addict. If you've got an Android phone, Podcast Addict. Yes. And the SoundCloud also works on Android. So I have an Android and SoundCloud works fine on there, as does YouTube. So, yeah, so definitely do that and uh, tell them where else they can follow us. They can follow us on Twitter and Facebook, which is where most of them started following us in the first place. Unicorn us, is that you mean, you explode. Mean me. <laughs> and what? By us, you mean me. Let's be honest here. Oh, no, no, definitely. I, I don't barely exist. I'm at Steve Olivas, O-L-I-V-A-S, and he's at Exploding Unicorn with a big X. James is also on Facebook. He's got a fan page, Exploding Unicorn, spelled just like Noah Webster told you to. And we're going to come back next week. I do want a couple of you to tweet James and let him know where he can find those Bieber lyrics in the meantime. But <laughs> next week, we're going to come back, and what are we going to be debating next time, my friend? No idea. That's never why people tune in to find out what's coming up next. All right, until next week, this is Steve Olivas for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thank you for listening, everybody.